welcome to Out of the Box Radio with me, your host, Christine Glasdale. Out of the Box Radio is a weekly podcast of audible ear candy dedicated to bringing a fresh perspective on this thing that we call life. And each and every week, we're going to be diving into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as health, wellness, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide for this epic adventure, and each and every week we're going to be embarking on a journey with the ultimate goal being transformation to our highest potential. And now, let's get out of the box. Welcome back to Out of the Box Radio with Christine. Barbara E. Savin is an inspirational author and speaker and a gentle energy touch specialist, clinical hypnotherapist, certified Reiki master teacher, and certified pranic healer, and so much more, I can't tell you. Barbara also provides energy healing sessions as well as clinical and medical hypnosis for individuals, corporations, groups, celebrities, directors, producers, you name it. She is the go-to woman when it comes to healing. And I'm very, very, very honored to have on the program today Barbara Saban, who is my new best friend, I think. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I Welcome so. to Out of the Box. Hi, how are you today? I'm, I'm just peachy. <laughs> yes, me too. I am so peachy <laughs> because um, we're going to be talking about not only the work that you do, your incredible book, Gentle Energy Touch, but also the fact that that not only can you heal, help heal people from a myriad of things, physical, emotional, spiritual, but also that individuals themselves have that ability, that we all have that ability, which I think most people don't realize. So I'm, I'm so excited about today's show. But um, let's start off just to introduce to our listeners, um, let, let them know how you how you got started how did you know that you were even able to do this how did you tap into this let's talk about that from the beginning okay well my uh, grandma I was born and raised in Coney Island Brooklyn and my grandma was a healer from Istanbul and every day she'd do healing and clearing on my sister and I and uh, she'd sit us in a chair and would burn cloves many a time red cloves and then she'd come over and just clear our energy then she'll put her hands on us and we would feel like a tingling a heat some sensation and we always thought grandma had magical powers okay and we would beg grandma not to do healing on us so we can get sick and stay home from school but that never happens (laughs) um and but as a child i had the ability i can feel things see things I can sense, and even though we thought she had magical powers, my grandma, my sister and I was extremely psychic, and I was very much into, I could feel other people's energies and how they were feeling. I can sense emotions, and uh, growing up in Coney Island, um, actually back in, you know, I mean, I was born in 1948, so I'm, I'm an old fogey here. Um, so growing up then in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you never said that you did energy work or he- healing work because they looked at us as very witchy and um, 
my grandma would always tell us, please don't tell anyone because they would put us away in a psychiatric ward. Oh, I remember yes. that. Yes, you would be um, labeled as crazy. Crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. And we, did, we weren't crazy. We <laughs> knew in our hearts we weren't crazy. But, you know, other people would think we were. I would occasionally do f- some healing on two of my very close friends that looked at the abilities as something special, and they would never tell anyone about it. So I knew then I had my the healing abilities. And um, what happened was when I was uh, 18 years old, my grandma uh, passed away two weeks before my high school graduation. And I remember... Um, getting a job with Blue Cross and Blue Shield in Lexington Avenue in Brooklyn, in, in Manhattan rather, and wanted to buy her anything and everything once I you know, began working right after graduation and she passed away before. And unfortunately, I, about, it was about two or three weeks actually before she, well, let me back up a little bit. It was about two or three weeks before she actually passed away before my graduation of high school that I had a very bad dream. I dreamt that my grandma died. And I dreamt that, I, the, the whole funeral, I dreamt she was uh, laid to rest in her wedding gown. And I dreamt exactly how everything was. And of course, I didn't say it to my mom or anyone because I didn't want to, you know, knowing our abilities, I was afraid that this would become real. And so what happened when two weeks later, when she actually passed away, I had a lot of guilt about it because I thought I killed my grandma because of the situation and not just that my mother ended up burying her in her wedding gown so I actually had that ability to see in the future which was unfortunately I mean sometimes it's a good thing but in this case it wasn't so good Um, and so I decided at that point I wasn't going to do healing anymore and then you know I got married had children you know the whole nine yards and then started developing uh, chronic illnesses, uh, raging migraines, chronic fatigue, um, was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, which my mother had, and the doctor said I would be crippled just like her. And it didn't feel good to me, because I knew this something was not, something was not right. You know, I, I didn't believe in God anymore, I didn't do the healing, you know, I didn't believe in anything, actually, because I, in my heart I felt I killed my grandma, she was a healer, how could this be? And um, I remember one day my niece, who was also um, a little messed up physically, uh, we went to a metaphysical store and we saw um, a flyer that said Reiki healing. And we had no clue what Reiki healing was about. So we went to the circle because we figured we had nothing to lose at this point. Because I was a mess physically, mentally and emotionally and spiritually because of all these years of thinking I killed this poor lady. You know, and my niece was also uh, having a lot of challenges. We went to the Reiki healing, and I remember sitting there crying hysterically. And it felt like my grandma's healing, but it was different than my grandma's healing. And at that moment, Christina, it was like a light bulb went on in my head, and I knew this was something I needed to get back to. And from that moment forward, I then took Reiki classes, prana classes, hypnotherapy, I became a life coach, I mean a spiritual, I became a minister, I mean it, it, it went on and on and on the list. I threw myself into metaphysical studies because I knew in my heart 
I needed to help myself heal. I needed to let go, you know, of all the challenges of, of the guilt and shame and doubt and insecurities of me thinking I killed my grandma when it was, I didn't. Um, and I finally, after getting back into the healing modalities, it took quite a while. It, it was a really a huge roller coaster ride, you know, of, of emotions. And finally, the headaches went away. The chronic fatigue went away and the rheumatoid arthritis healed and I realized that a lot of it it was like these lights going on in my head and the messages that I was getting from God and I realized I needed to get back to God in order for me to heal and to love myself and to forgive my grandma for dying forgive me for hating that and forgive God because he didn't take her it was her time and I finally began to heal and that's when I realized it was all tribal it was all abandonment of her leaving me. Uh, it was uh, all that doubt and insecurities and the hatred that I felt, you know, for her leaving me and for God that he took her and for me having this dream. So it was a combination of a lot of different challenges. When I realized it was time to let them go, Christine, I healed. Mm. And that's when I said, all right, if I can do this for me, I can do this for others. And so that's when I began working, you know, hospice and working at the Staten Island AIDS Task Force, helping AIDS and HIV clients. And, and the touch was so important for them because that back in, you know, back then in the 80s and 90s, everybody was afraid to touch them and fear they were going to get this disease. No, that these people needed to be loved and, and they needed to feel that healing light of God. And so I did that. I, I worked at St. Vincent's Medical facility uh, on the Staten Island side then of course when 9-11 came I uh, volunteered for you know uh, for the um, home port uh, which was put up for the Salvation Army did a lot of healing work on the FBI the firemen and and everyone else and threw myself completely into the healing modality and then ended up moving from back east about 12 years ago because of grandchildren and then moved here to California and ended up in this facility making everything real. So it's amazing how, you know, life, you know, throws you on a roller coaster ride. I mean, <laughs> I mean come on, you know, healing is uh, not easy, but it chisels away those unwanted, uh, you know, emotions that do not serve its purpose no longer. And you said something that was really important too, was that once you forgave yourself. Myself. Let's talk about, well, let's talk about dis-ease. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about um, dis-ease in the physical body, dis-ease in the mental, in the mind, um, pain, suffering, past trauma, fear mm -hmm. that we have. These are all things that, as human beings, we we have. And um, from my understanding is that when we carry those past traumas and fears um, with us, they manifest themselves, do they not, yes. into dis-ease. Dis um, let's talk, I I for our listeners, explain, uh, uh, if you can, a little bit, w 
what those old fears, traumas, reliving that story, replaying that well, story we, over right, and over again, right. what that does to the body, if you don't mind. Sure. Well, the, the subconscious mind does not know what is real or not real. Ah. ah, There's the key. So when we think negative thoughts or negative things that happen to us, it then shoots it out to the body as being real. When we think positive thoughts and let go of a lot of the challenges that we were facing, it then sees that as real and then the body reacts to that. So what happens is we have um, seven major energy centers and those energy centers, which are called the chakras, hold all the memories and information. It's like an intricate database and it holds everything that you can imagine from the minute we were conceived in the womb through the time now. And so in many cases, if we don't allow ourselves to let it go at a cellular level, that's when we, instead of living life with ease, we live life with a disease. And it just, the negative energies start building up in each of the energy centers. And that's how we get sick on a physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Now I like to say one thing, that what happens is first the spiritual breaks down. Then the emo mental breaks down. Then the emotion body breaks down. And the physical body is last to break down. So we need to heal spiritually, mentally, emotionally in order to heal physically. So like with myself, I needed to heal my heart. I needed to be able to heal my throat and say I am a healer and not be afraid that I was going to be put in a psychiatric ward. I needed to open my psychic abilities again and hear all the messages that were there from divine that I just closed off because of again you know hate you know which is all the heart chakra fear fear right and and shame and 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 all the emotions that didn't serve me purpose and so I started breaking down spiritually mentally emotionally and then my physical body ended up with headaches because I wasn't listening and then I ended up with chronic fatigue, you know, from again, for the fear and doubt and all, my, my adrenals were just shot. And then of course, arthritis, because I had fear of moving forward and being who I was meant to be. So the energy centers hold everything, not just from this lifetime, and I know it may sound a little strange. Not to my <laughs> listeners. Okay. It's past lifetimes. So I know, because I've had so many dreams. I was a healer in other lifetimes, but I was also killed. And so now this lifetime, I am not afraid to come out and say who I am. And that's another reason why I wrote the book. And that book, this book is like 12 years in the making. Because again, you know, I wasn't quite sure if it was the right timing. You know, but as it is, you know, someone comes into your life that introduces you to a publisher and the publisher loves it. And then there it is. It's published. So it, it's amazing how, you know, things happen to us. And you're, we're talking about the book Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing by Barbara Savin. And talk about uh, when it comes in right. Also, you have quite a few quite famous people. Um really supporting this book and and uh and giving their their name to this book talk about some of the, the folks who um who i guess who you've worked with but who are also really encouraging people to get a hold of this book well pharrell williams uh christina aguilera and pat benatar 
Uh, there's quite many other celebrities, but um, did not want to be mentioned in the book, and that's fine, you know. We, we had a few brave people, <laughs> you could say. That said Isn't that funny that they're brave? <laughs> they're you brave. know, they're brave to come out and say, you know what, guess what? You can heal people. Yes. She heals people and you can do it too. And that's what, that's what I wanted to talk about. This is what's so exciting about you because um, and why I love you and why I know you are so real and true and, and, and a shiro to me is that you're not just saying, oh, I am this wonderful divine healer. You must come to me and I'll fix you. You, yes, you will assist people and you've done an incredible job. People who are uh, addicted to um, all types of different things, people who are suffering physical issues, mental issues, spiritual issues. Yes, you do assist them, but you also, you also let people know, especially through this book, that you too that, that that everybody has this ability please talk to, talk about that to our listeners that everyone has this this ability within them is everyone intuitive is everyone um really they have the ability to do be psychic and and to heal we you know when we're first born <coughs> we are very pure there's nothing negative that comes into us and then what happens over time it wears us down so we all, in my heart, all right, this is m what I feel, we all have the ability to help ourselves heal. Because it's all about understanding the challenges that we face that we really need to let go of so that we can grow on all levels. So we are all healers in our own way. Some of us, of course, come out as healers and help others. You know, everybody has their own... Um, <laughs> help me out here. Everyone has their own flavor. <laughs> yeah, well, flavor. Yes, that's a good. That's a good one. Yes, whatever it is that you feel in your heart, your purpose, your passion is what you go for. And so we are all in our. As as I said, in my heart, I feel we're all. We all have the ability to help ourselves heal, and tapping into divine. God, universal, you know, I use the word God without any religion associated with it. But tapping into that energy is not hard. And I've seen many healers that said to me, oh, but it's, uh, you know, we need, we're special. We're this. No, we are all special. Every one of us is a special person in our own way. And so we all have the ability to tap into this. And it's just about learning what to do with it when you tap into it. And I, I wrote this book for, for two reasons, actually. I wrote this book so that others can see they can help themselves heal by letting go of certain challenges, but to be aware of what those challenges are. And then the other part of me wrote the book because we need more healers in this world to help others on all levels. I mean, we are filled with so much negativity that, uh, you know, sometimes I say, when I meditate, I say, God, please, there's a lot of darkness. Please, we need more light in this world. You know, and then I, as I'm meditating, meditating, I actually visualize Mother Earth in my hands and I send her love and light and healing. And I do that every single morning and I pray that this will change the way people feel about one another. It'll, it'll have them open their heart and be able to love more. Because I think right now, a lot of the heart chakras are closed. And it's just a shame that that's happening. And I just, 
that's why I wrote the book so that people can understand they have the ability to help themselves heal and those that are healers can pick up the book and and learn something from it hopefully you know for them and um, one thing that I've learned through through not only reading the book but um, also speaking with you and my own journey my own healing journey is that the the, the most important important person to heal is yourself and so many of us walk around and, and maybe we don't have any physical ailment but there are deep emotional uh, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say trap but there's uh, there's deep emotional wounds that we have covered up maybe through ego maybe we succeed with we're successful in life in a career or uh, you know our physique mm -hmm. to over to overcome those um fears and traumas and past wounds and especially i know um i mean just dealing with this lifetime uh past wounds and the stories that we tell ourselves i'm not good enough nobody loved me truly or i was hurt was a child we tell us uh, those things over and over again but then you add to that our past lives and if we've had hundreds if not thousands Thousand. of past lives you can imagine uh Quite a few things have probably happened to us. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've yes, we've given birth. Yes, we've uh, we probably you know maybe we've maybe we've taken lives. Maybe we've we've done people wrong. Maybe people have done us wrong. So there's just lifetime after lifetime after lifetime of these layers of traumas. And what I found is that I I am I am doing a disservice to others if I think that I can go out and help and heal them before I help and heal myself. And that is something that is like it's huge. Right. And, it, I'm, and it's, mm -hmm. it's huge. Let's just talk about the real basics of how can we begin to heal ourselves? And I'm not talking about, oh, I've got a, you know, oh, no. I, I got arthritis and right. I want to stop, I want it to stop. I'm talking about healing. Well, we need to love ourselves. Bingo. Love, respect. People, but people say, yes. well, I love myself. No, no, you know. <laughs> Tell them, It took me a long time to say I love myself. It took me, I think, from the day I was born until maybe 38 years, or maybe even more than 38 years, to finally look in the mirror, because I hated me. I hated me, but I loved me. You know, so it, it was a, a, a two-tugging, you know, like, you know, one arm was tugging here, one arm was tugging there. And then one day, I finally looked in the mirror and looked in my eyes and said I love you and it was very hard for me to say I love me and I looked and I cried because I said all right am I just saying I love me or do I really love me <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what it was. am I messing with myself <laughs> yes. I just okay it's like is this real or is this not real <laughs> but the more I said all right I love myself but I know I need to heal certain aspects of myself to truly love me is when I began healing. Yeah. I needed to like, uh, as I mentioned before, of the fears and the d anger and the hatred and, you know, uh, and also things that happened to me as a child. Maybe those past stories is why we don't love ourselves. Right. 
Because we, how could we love? How could I love mm-hmm. myself if my parents didn't love me, or they didn't show me? Um, they didn't encourage me. They said I couldn't do it. Um, here's something, I'll, and I'll tell you. I did this the other day. It's the first time I'm. I'm a certain age, and um, <laughs> I'm not 20 anymore. Okay. All right, all right. So so and I and I and this is a personal thing, and this is just something mm-hmm. that I go through, and maybe other people go through it as well, especially women. I. I used to look in the mirror and the past couple years, I would look at the mirror and I would only see the things of which I did not like. Mm-hmm. My earlobes are too big. My neck has got these wrinkles. <gasps> I have these laugh lines around my eyes that are insanely you know, deep. I have a spot on my nose from the sun damage. I have my, as, I, as you get older, your lips aren't as full as they were. So I have one, I'm turning into a Muppet. That's what I used to say. I go, I go in the mirror and I go, you are turning into a freaking Muppet. My eyesight isn't as good because, so now I have to wear these glasses. These glasses are thicker. So my eyes look bigger. I am seriously, I would look in the mirror and go, are you freaking kidding me? Okay. I would beat myself up. And this is what every, I think that this is what just about every person does. Then, just the other day, Barbara, and it was after seeing you, I, I said, um, I said, okay, let's flip the script. What I did is all those places, and I was in a meditation, and all those places that I would normally sit and go, I hate the spot on my nose. I hate the fact that I have a little jiggly here. I went and I loved all of it. I loved all of it. I said, look at those earlobes. I said, you know what? How lucky I am. I have ears. Look at this little jiggly thing under my arm. You know what? Hey, I'm, I'm working out and I'm trying and I'm doing it. Good for you, Christine. But you know what? Thank God you have arms. That little spot on your nose. You know what? It's kind of like a freckle. Those laugh lines. Yeah, they're deep. You know why? Because you laugh. You don't cry. Once I did that, I'll tell you, my heart just opened up like, uh, I I can't even explain how big my heart opened up. And I started just to tap into a little tiny bit of the love that I have for myself. Because when you also realize that you are divine and you are God, you feel God's love, you, Mm -hmm. Loving you. Mm-hmm. And it's the most amazing feeling in the world. And then things happen because you're drawing in that energy. You're not, you're not drawing in that, I hate my body. Yeah. I hate this about me. I hate, 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 hate. You're changing the You're energy. changing your, uh, on a cellular level yes, cellular. as well. Cellular, positive. And, and what's happening, instead of uh, attracting lower vibration, you're now attracting higher vibration. And so people of a higher vibration, more positive, are going to be attracted to you. And it's amazing. You know, I, I see a lot of children also. And a lot of the children say, oh, my mother says to me or my father, I'm fat, I'm this, I'm that. And I'll call that parent in and I say, you know what you're doing? You're putting an imprint in that child's head of ugly or fat or whatever it is and then and they get older that's going to stay with them of course and i think that's what also is a lot of challenges that a lot of us face is what parents used to say to us 
you know and if you have a parent that says I love you no matter you know what and whatever it is that child then remembers wow I was really loved so yeah it we need to truly love and respect ourselves for who we are and to be filled with appreciation and gratitude that we have a nose and arms and legs and all that because look how many people are born without arms and legs and we need to appreciate every part of our body and look at it and send it love yes and stop with all this negativity well, and I think because we compare ourselves, we're a comparison society. We have this this uh, image of what is perfect. You know, these are um, these are really twisted uh, expectations and and models that we are showing our daughters that they this expectation. And instead of saying, you know, instead of saying, spend a lot of time nurturing and 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 do do a heart workout instead of just a body workout. Do a heart, um, express your heart and love your heart just as much as your physical body, what you look like. Because we're all gonna, you know, we all age. Of course. We all age, yeah. we're all gonna, you know, hopefully, right? Yes, that's right. And that's the other thing. At that moment when I was, you know, when I was um, really becoming cognizant of how horrible I talked to myself, the thoughts. Self-talk. Mm-hmm. The self-talk. Mm-hmm. How horrible. Like, if somebody was saying that to me, I would I would never be their friend, okay? But you can't run away from yourself. No, you can't. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so when those thoughts would come in, again, I would just say, again, look how lucky you are to be 52. Mm-hmm. Every day is a miracle. Yes. Every day. When I get up in the morning, I always say, thank you, God, for another day. Because I don't know if the tomorrow will be. All I have is this moment. Yesterday's gone. I have memories from yesterday. Hopefully I've healed some of those memories and traumas or whatever else. I don't know what tomorrow will be will bring, but all I have is now. And so when my eyes open, I am so grateful. And I'm grateful for the car bill because I have a car to drive. I'm grateful for the my 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 mortgage because I have a house. I'm grateful for my uh, uh, grocery bills. I'm grateful for my bills, whereas my husband will worry about them. And I look at him and I say, you know, you need to stop worrying about that. You know, we, of course, you need to budget and do things that that you can, and you know, uh, to make everything flow as freely as you can. But I say to him, you need to be grateful for everything that you have because people all over the world. They don't have even fresh water. They can't take a shower. So it's all about gratefulness and appreciating. And once you look at things in a different way, things get easier for you in life. I mean, that's what I feel. I will give you just an example of just yesterday. um, Being able to flip the script immediately. I was driving. I wasn't paying attention. Somebody texted me, and I picked up my phone as I'm driving. I look to see who it was, and then I look in, in my rearview mirror are the lights. And you know what I'm talking about. If you drive a car, those blue and red lights that scare the crap out of you, and when you see it, you, all of a sudden you just, I don't know, there's something that comes over you like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so I pull over, and I feel a shit. I feel all this stuff. I feel shame. I feel 
like a child who is just, you know, like a child who went to the store and 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 stole something and the clerk found out and said, you know, uh, hey, you, you know, you little thief. I, I, I felt like a criminal. Um, I felt stupid. Mm-hmm. I felt anger at myself. Not anger at the cop. He was just doing his job. But exactly. anger at myself. I felt, um, dis- I felt, uh, oh, I felt worried because I'm thinking, how much is this going to cost? $500? Uh, uh, $400? $500? Is this going to go on my record? Is this going to raise my insurance? All of these thoughts, right? He hasn't even gotten to my window yet, and all these thoughts are going through my head. So, oh, and I'm pissed at myself. I'm so angry at myself. So he comes and he says, you know, can I have your license? And blah, 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 blah. And very n- polite, nice gentleman. So I give him the, the things and, you know, he goes back to the back of my car and he's looking at my drive, you know, my plate and making notes on his thing and the lights are still going. I'm like, can you please shut this off? But whatever. So he's doing his notes and I'm still, and I'm just going, oh, oh my God, how am I going to pay this? What's going to, ha- oh, oh, and then I said, stop, stop. And I said, just like a parent, Christine, you made a mistake. Exactly. You made a boo-boo. I still love you. You didn't hurt anyone. It's going to be okay. We will figure out a way to pay this. This is not going to ruin your day. And be grateful that you have a car. Be grateful that he did stop you because maybe you could have, maybe if you weren't paying attention, you could have hurt somebody. And... This is a just this is a, um, a lesson, and even if it's an expensive lesson, it's a lesson. But but I love you. It's okay. It's all right. Don't beat yourself up. Okay. So I said that to myself. I don't know where it came from, Barbara. He comes back to the window, and he said, "Okay, uh, Miss, you know, Blasdale. What I'm giving you," and he handed me this sheet of paper, and he said, "What I'm giving you is just a warning." I'm not going to give you a ticket. This is just a warning. Please don't text and drive. And I just looked at him. I wanted to kiss him, but I probably, he'd probably arrest me. <laughs> but I just said, wow, thank you. And I thanked myself for calming myself down and not going down that spiral. Right, that spiral. The spiral. Of, of beating yourself up. And then, you know what? And it Anger. wouldn't have, And it wouldn't have ended there it would have went on and on and on for days yes and then when you time to pay that ticket it would have been worse it would have reignited it exactly so it, it's I had the same situation with texting except mine was very severe I kept on hearing Barbara take some time off this is about inner listening now Barbara you need to take some time off Barbara stop walking and texting so of course do we listen sometimes no nah. And I have to admit, I listen sometimes, too. So. <laughs> but, boy, I listen now. Let me tell you, this happened six years ago. And so I call my husband. And I said, oh, why don't you meet me at the pizza place? I mean, of course, this was all divinely inspired, even though <laughs> it was really not good. But and I said, all right, this was their way of t- telling me, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. And I met him. We parked our cars. I'm talking to him walking we're both walking i'm talking but still walking and texting and doing three things at the same time right because that's what you do of course you know we multitask (laughs) (laughs) so we think we can So, (laughs) so we're walking all of a sudden 
because was I paying attention? No, I was too busy looking at the phone. I fall over the cement, and as I'm falling, he goes to grab me, but instead he removes my jacket. So my knees hit the floor, and then I fall, and my face hits the, the curb. And all I remember oh. was saying was, ow. But, and I'm, I swear to you, I can... And I even said this to the doctor in the hospital, and I'll tell you the whole story. And she just looked at me. I could feel angelic wings under me. Of course I fell, but I can feel them. Like a cushion? Yeah, like a cushion. And so I figured I was fine. He gets me up, fine. My head was the size of a golf ball. <laughs> I had cuts all over my face. I was bleeding out of control through my mouth and my nose. <gasps> wow. My legs rushed the hospital, head trauma, and um, doctor comes and says to me, I have very good news, but I also have very bad news. And oh, That's not good when they say that, Barbara. No, no, that's all okay, no. Well, and, then you're, and then you're immediately faced with the dilemma well, of what yes, do you want so first. what do you want first, right? But, <laughs> but in the ambulance, getting back a little bit, in the ambulance, you know, I kept on saying to myself, all right, you have to calm yourself because there's nothing you can do about this. You caused this to happen. It was nobody else's fault but my own. Barbara, you need to calm yourself. And so when we got to hospital, right before, you know, just backing up a little bit, the doctor says to me, well, for someone that's been in so much trauma, you're really very calm. And I said, well, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist. If I can't calm myself, that's really bad. <laughs> so so I went through all the MRIs and all these things, and, she, and, and now she, you know, comes and she says, I have good news and bad news. Which do you want first? I I definitely want the good news first. Okay. She says, the good news, your knees are not broken. Oh, that's very good news. Yes. All right? Yes. Says, Thank you, God. <laughs> yes. She says, me, good news, she says, you don't have bleeding in the head. That was the best news ever. And she says to me, and none of your cheekbones are broken. Okay, I had scrapes everywhere, and they were, you know, cleaning them up. And she says to me, that's the good news. And I looked at her, and I said, okay, what is the bad news? She says to me, you severely crushed your nose. You, meet, you need immediate reconstructive surgery. Wow. And I looked, and I said, all right, there's nothing I can do about this. Nothing. But, would never, but all of the other things were, were okay. Were okay. It could have been. And she said to me, had you fallen a little bit more yeah. to your left, she says, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And I had reconstructive surgery. That's when you go and that's when you yes. went and you said, thank you thank for you my God. reconstructive surgery. Yes. Thank, thank uh, God. That's just my nose. Thank you. I said, thank you, God. I know you've been telling me. I haven't been listening. This is all about listening. This is all about me taking time off. Now I had a few weeks off, which I didn't really. Oh plan yeah, on. you did have your time off. I had my time had, off. Had to, <laughs> I had no choice. <laughs> they didn't give me a choice this time. <laughs> so I had time off. <laughs> Operation, you know, huge bills afterwards. But you know, it was fine. I was alive, and. A few days after coming out of the hospital, my, my grandchildren come over. And my, grand, my, my, my daughter looks at me, shakes her head. My granddaughter comes over to me, she says, Grandma, you look horrible. <laughs> well, yeah, I have this steel things all over my face. I mean, of course I look horrible. I didn't take a shower in probably a week. I mean, it's really bad. Yeah. And she says to me, Grandma, now mind you, she was, she's, she's 13. She was what? Seven years old. 
She says to me, Grandma, you were not paying attention. And I looked at her, I said, Kyla, you're absolutely right. Grandma was not paying attention. I was walking and texting, and I knew better, but I did it anyway, thinking that nothing would happen. I says, and that's what happens to us when we think nothing's going to happen in many cases. And then she says to me, then she comes real close to me, and I'm saying to myself, oh, God, don't come too close because of my nose. She says to me, Grandma, you could have died. You could have died, and then we would have never have seen you again. Let me tell you, Christine, that was stabbed me right in the heart. And I said to myself, here's this child that showed me exactly what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't walk and text. I put my phone away when I'm in the car. And I listen to messages when they tell me, Barbara, you need a day off. I take a day off and I respect myself because this body is the only temple I have to live in. And so my life changed from six years ago. And I am so grateful that I'm alive. Yeah. Because it could have been a whole different scenario. And you, and, and most importantly, you learn to listen to yourself especially when it comes to taking that time right to 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 be you, you need yeah you need to unwind you especially unwind. you because um folks if, if you're just tuning in this is out of the box radio and i'm christine bosdell your hostess host and i'm speaking with barbara Savin, my wonderful dear friend who is um just a gorgeous soul healer extraordinaire hypnotherapist what 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 do you call life yourself? Coach. What do you life coach? What I do call you myself call? Barbara? <laughs> I don't have any titles. <laughs> I have titles, but they're it's not who I am. It's yeah, just, I know, it's me. I know, me too. Yeah, just, I know. People go, you know, "What do you do? What do you do for a living?" And I go, mm-hmm. "Well, try to help do, people." What, yeah. what I what do I do for a living mm-hmm. versus what do I do? do. Are yes. different as yeah, well. Different, yeah. you know. But you know, I have a whole bunch of different. I mean, I'm I'm a ordained minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a, a, a life coach, um, hypnotherapist, prana. I do prana healing, you know, clearing. I do a lot of different things, you know, meditation. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But, you know, my purpose And she's is, a published author. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. And her, her brand new book is called Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. If you want to get it, you can go on Amazon. Amazon. Mm-hmm. And if people, too, we're gonna, we still have some time left, but uh, let's shoot out the, uh, the website address for people if they want to find out more about you. Where okay. do they go? Uh, they can just, uh, it's com. It's my name, B A R. B A R A Savin S A V as in Victor I N dot com. You know it's that Brooklyn. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, what What would you um, What would you say is probably the most important thing for people for for our listeners to take if you know if they get the book or if they don't get the book, regardless of that. But um, from this particular you know, program, what do you want to convey to them about just about the whole, the whole idea of, of, of healing and, and all that stuff. But as far as the gifts that we have, you know, that, that we have innately, what do you really want to just um, let them know that just, and you can take your time. You don't have, don't feel that you have to answer right away. Just let it sit. What are you being moved to tell them from you, from, from Barbara, Barbara's soul? What, what are you feeling? Barbara's soul truly knows that The body that we have is our temple. And it's the only temple that we live in. And guess what? You can't change that temple. You can't exchange it for a different body. So 
We need to love and respect the body that we have. We need to take care of it. We need to nurture it. And we need to know that, I mean, get enough sleep, um, eat, eat as healthy as we can, you know, stay away from, you know, alcohol and sugar and addictive, you know, items, uh, and, and just to take care of ourselves. In my heart, that's what, what I truly feel. My body is my temple, and I have to respect it and take care of it because no one else can do it but me. It's my choice. And when I, I'm out with my friends, and I mean, we all like to have you know a little bit of wine every now and then, but I look at it and I say, all right, a half a glass of wine is fine. We don't need any more than that. <laughs> and the same with overeating. You know, I tell myself, Barbara, you don't need to eat all of that. You don't need that whole piece of cake. You, you know, respect yourself. You know sugar is poison. You know certain things what you should do and shouldn't do. And, you know, I mean, I'm going to be 68 years old. I really... I mean, Get out I, of here. I, I no wrinkles yet. I take after my grandma. But, um, you know, I mean, no matter what our age is, we really have to take care of ourselves. And we have the ability to help ourselves heal. However, if the illness is the journey then we need to reach inside of ourselves and figure out what are the challenges that caused the illness in the first place and to see why we have this illness. If the illness we can help heal, then that's, that's fine. In my case, I was able to heal my arthritis, my migraines, and my chronic fatigue because I needed to let go of certain situations, which I did. So we should not be beating ourselves up. We should be just taking care of ourselves, loving ourselves and loving ourselves and respecting us for who we were. I say love you for who you're meant to be. And I say love the crap out of yourself. Well, that's right. You know, I always tell myself, you know. <laughs> I mean, visually well, it's horrible. Visually, but, thing, but, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. You know, I always, my, my mantra for myself is I am free to be me, and so I shall be. Mm. Because growing up, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about my father for a second. He should rest in peace. I loved him with all my heart and soul, but he would always say, women should be home pregnant. You know, I mean, he was, you know, different generation. generation. And I was always like this with him, constantly, you know, butting heads, you know, and I would always look at him and say, but daddy, I'm free to be who I want to be. And if I, I... I can have children, that, but I can do other things too. And so there was always that fight in the house. And it was always, you know, like anything else, trying to put you down a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I knew in my heart that I can do anything I want to be and want to do for myself. And all these years, I wish they were alive to see that. I've, I'm sure they see the, the book. And I'm sure a lot of it was their help above, my mother and father that, and my grandma, that the book is published. But... Just be yourself, love yourself, respect yourself, you know, it just. And that's the hardest thing, that's yeah, the hardest thing for people. It is, and it amazes me why it is. But it took me over 38 years to finally love me. So. It, and, and here's something too that, um, that 
that also has just recently really um, rung a bell with me. The love that I have for others, the love that I channel to others, and when, you know, and I'm talking about, and it's not just, it's the love you have for your mother, your, you know, your children, whatever, um, a partner, a love relation, a romantic relationship. If you could just take one-tenth of that love that you have for another person outside of yourself and redirect it to you. And we're not talking self-love like, oh, I love, my, 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 I love myself. No. no, no, no. There's no ego mm-hmm. at all. If anything, it's absolute um, humility. Just being pure with yourself. Being pure, yeah. Being really, really pure mm-hmm. with yourself. The way, the way we were born. The way we were born. Yeah. We were born pure. We were born loving ourselves when we came out. And then outside interference. Outside interference, society, um, built, um, environmental. Environmental, right. Let's talk, because especially we're talking about, um, you know, as we are born and 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 young, we're so open to everything. We think we can do anything, mm-hmm. right? I, I wanted to be a cowboy and um, an astronaut. I wanted to be a, a cop. <laughs> you could have been I the cop be that pulled pop. me over the other day. Yes, it could be. <laughs> but you know what my father said to me? No, you can't be a cop because you're a female. Mm-hmm. And so I was never a cop. <laughs> Maybe I was meant to not be a cop. I mean, who knows? But but, but when you were a kid, you think you could do anything. Oh, yeah. Really, uh, in your mind, you really do. And then, you know, and then uh, parental, religion, mm-hmm. dogma, society, Depending on where you're born and raised, uh, culturally, the beliefs of the of the culture, the beliefs of your community, right, um, impact you, shape you, limit you. Especially those, and this is this is this goes out to the people who have survived, who are adults now, but who who had a very hard beginning, very hard beginning childhood, uh, infancy, whatever it is, uh, abandonment, abuse. Um, my God, there's so many souls that are walking around right now yeah, that aren't really, mm-hmm. that, that, that aren't really living. They're just trying to survive those old traumas, those, those traumas that happen that keep being relived, relived. Is there something that you can give them today? What many a times I, I, a lot of people tell me they, they have all this negative, energies that are around them and in their head that weighs them down. I have a, a very simple technique that I use for myself every single, every, every morning. Uh, I, I may do this work, but I, I'm human. Yeah, I pick up stuff too. So <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, so in the morning when I'm in the shower, again, I, I'm, I'm wor- use the word God without any religion associated with it. I visualize the shower, the, the, the water as cleansing rain. And I ask God to cleanse me of anything that does not serve me purpose no more. And I feel that water just cleansing old things, negative thoughts, anything that is just weighing heavy on me. And I just send all those energies down the drain with love and light and healing because they, it needs to heal. And then when I feel lighter energetically, because I do feel lighter energetically, I then step into a bubble of God's light 
and I know I'm fine, I'm protected. And I tell myself many a times, if a, if a negative thought, because I've had a lot of things happen to me as a child, if a negative thought comes into my mind about my childhood days, I actually, with my hand, I take that thought and I throw it to the ground and I say, no, that was yesterday. You don't serve me purpose today. You need to leave. Mm-hmm. And as I grow up, throw it to the ground, I then stomp on it. And I say, I'm stomping on you, but I'm still sending you down to Mother Earth with love and light and healing. Uh, yeah. Yes. Because it needs to heal. It's like an unwanted guest. It's like, yes. no, you can't come in today. Exactly. And so that's what I do for myself. I do that shower technique every single morning. I to love clear that. Myself. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And, and what I liked is, too, that you said that um, it you can replace because if God sometimes God does it brings um, different people different meanings if it's love if it's divine divine love light the universe Mm -hmm. whatever you feel comfortable with right but the water the powerful thing about water is that we are mostly made up of water water, exactly and water is a very powerful and magical substance what cleanses us yes it cleanses us on all levels we take a shower, we're clean, we drink water. And it takes water. your intention. Exactly. It's all about intention. It's the intention of letting go of yesterday that makes it real. So we have we can intend we can set an intention to keep it, or we can set an intention to let it go. So it's all about choice and intention. And I know for myself, my intention is to always let go of what does not serve me purpose. Because then that will stop me from growing. It'll stop me from being who I'm meant to be. Oh, it stops you from growing. It stops you from uh, opportunities, opportunities, from relationships, from um, so much. It's not life. Life. Ah. It robs you of Why? living, of living. Because we are entitled to live life to the fullest. That's our birthright, is to be happy. Well, that's Joyful. what came here for, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But then all that outside interference starts chipping away at it. But it, then it's up to us whether or not we stay with that outside interference or we make a choice to allow it to let it go and to move forward in life and to feel the joy and the happiness and love and everything that we so much deserve as a birthright. Mm-hmm. And that's why God loves us unconditionally. There's no condition. But us as human beings, we set conditions for everything. 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 And that's, that's the do difference. Do you promise to love, honor, and cherish this person till death do you part? Yes, I do. Well, unless they cheat on me. Or unless they uh, they gain a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or unless they whatever. Whatever. That's not unconditional. No. There's all these rules that, rules that we have out there. It's all with conditions. So, you know, he loves us unconditionally. And that's how we should be loving ourselves unconditionally. Bingo. That's how we should be loving ourselves unconditionally. So if you got a spot on your nose, or you got a couple wrinkles on your face, or you get pulled over and get a ticket, or if you don't get a ticket, (laughs) (laughs) or you crush your nose, or you crush your nose, you still have to love yourself. Or you, t- or you hurt somebody. Yes. Or you, hurt- yes. That's another thing, hurting somebody. Then, then we live in that 
constant fear. Guilt, guilt, guilt. guilt. Or, it, you know, a parent who loses a child um, because they didn't get to the thing in time. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to the phone in time. My child was reaching out to me and something happened. They carry that guilt with them. You hurt someone, not intentionally, um, but by accident, by whatever, your own, whatever. We are so hard on ourselves. That's why we're a sick society. Mm. Because we're so hard on ourselves. And that's, that's the, sh- the shame of it. The shame. Mm-hmm. The shame of it from what we've done to others, but also the shame that we have from what others have, have done, done to, to us. us. Mm-hmm. Wow. Whew. Healing is like a roller coaster ride. You go up fine but then all of a sudden you come back down because then there's other issues you need to clear you go back up oh oh this is good and this guess what you come back down because it's all about clearing the past from us so that we can live to the fullest for today because that's all we have is today yeah we don't know about tomorrow i love you barbara (laughs) saving i do i do i want to thank you so very much for um for being with me this hour and now our listeners are going to know about you and uh, hopefully they're going to get your book Gentle Energy Touch The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing again it's by Barbara Savin and the website again um, if folks want to find out more and um, book a session it's Barbara B-A-R-B-A-R-A S-A-V-I-N Savin S-A-V-I-N dot com and I encourage our listeners to go and, and check out the website and see the wonderful work that she has done and that you continue to do because this book is going to help so many people. And you, you're so wonderful. You help people all the time. <laughs> they I, help me too. <laughs> there's a lot more in your future too. I can feel it. There's a lot more. Oh my goodness. Oh, you better rest. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep. I, I have Sunday off. Good, good, good. Uh Oh, but thank you again. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. You're a sweetheart. You are welcome to come back and we can talk about a whole host of different things. But please come back on Out of the Box. It's my pleasure. I will. Thank you so much for that invitation. Good. Good. Well, it's completely open and please come back. (laughs) To our listeners, again, thank you so very much for listening. Remember, this interview will be posted on YouTube at the Out of the Box radio channel. I want to thank you listeners for tuning in. And remember, as I always say, to think outside of the box. Until next week, bye for now.